Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting here at Eastlake Tri-Cities. Uh, with me today is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. And it's Mallory here. I'm kidless today. My mom is here, so I feel like a new person. Yeah. Both kids are downstairs playing. It's a long and... podcast today, guys. <laughs> right. Buckle up. <laughs> Kate's not shutting this one nope. down. Yep. So we just finished our series of Better. Yes, and we did. Actually, my mom got to um, attend yesterday, too, so... It was a good family weekend for I, us. Kylie, and we were on time. Kylie walked in oh, the yes, front yes, doors yes. holding Kate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I could see your mom going like. Um, excuse me. Yeah, it is my like, time for my grandchild. Hey, um, <laughs> I like traveled here <laughs> and you live here. So. But that, yes. It was, it was great. It was yeah. really fun to well, see. Well, and my mom's hung out with Clive a while ago. I don't remember. We sent her off with Clive and Kinsley and she calls him Clive Paul because that's what. Kylie, Kylie calls him, him and I'm like, who are you talking? I'm like, oh, Clive. But she had heard <laughs> Kylie say that. And like he's my mom's actually kid. really bad with names. And so I was actually, so I'm like, it must have stuck with her. So Clive, Clive oh, stuck with her. That would be so. an aggressive, that'd be a flex on us, like a two name, <laughs> two first name kid, you know? Yeah. There was <laughs> a two fault. first name guy on The Bachelor yes. last season or two southern. seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, oh man, he's like living that up, man. Definitely. It's a big Going southern tradition to have, I have a lot of friends like, that had two first names and they go by it frequently. Laura Grace, Katie Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Uh, so the, the Tennessee Titans lost this last weekend and I know you've got a little, little home field love for the Titans. You lived in Nashville for a while. Yeah. And the church I went to actually was right by, um, Titan stadium too. So like every time there was a game, they would kind of like switch up. Um, I actually never got to go to a game. I got to go to the stadium for a few different things, but yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think Tom Brady's gonna, uh, yeah, Titans. that's one of the teams that he's yeah. suspected going to. I could see Raiders him totally fitting well. in in Nashville and the like. Oh, dude. cool, cool Nashville, people, like famous people. <laughs> yeah, he'd go to sexy oh, church yeah. where you went. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, <laughs> it would just be, yeah, it'd be insane. Oh, I made that jerk joke about sexy church to Elise the other day. I was like, "Do you listen to the podcast?" I'm like, "That's the kind of church that I went to." Yeah, for in sure. <laughs> Nashville sexy church. Yeah. So. Yeah, we uh, uh, like a couple of like I said last week. Um, uh, Ryan and I went uh, to San Diego and then Vegas, and uh, Ryan sings on the worship team at his church, oh, and cool. it's a big, it's a like I don't know, six thousand person church, several campuses, blah 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 blah, all like the it's sexy church too. And he and so we were getting ready to walk out onto the Las mm-hmm. Vegas Strip, and he pulls on these tight skinny jeans <laughs> and these are these are his sunday church jeans and he uh he proceeds to iron them before we go out on the strip and i said i looked at him and i said who irons their jeans and what have they done to you oh man the midwest is ruining you the midwest in the south it's no joke how you dress like it is yeah i had to it's so crazy yeah i i've always left i'm like well i know i'm going back so i can i can still have my pacific northwest style <laughs> yeah so, uh, it is, uh, the day after MLK day, yes. we had uh, little, no school yesterday, all, all the kind of the weather's still like too chilly. It's like those weird, like holidays, but everybody's mm-hmm. just more stuck inside with the kids. Yep. And, uh, I ended up taking them a few of them with me here to the church for a while to give, uh, Kylie a little <laughs> bit of a break, but, uh, it's, it's a good time. It's a good season. It's, we're coming into what I think though, is one of the hardest seasons of living in the Tri-Cities. Definitely. January, February for me are like, just Same. plug away, just yep. get through. Yeah. It gets really nice in April and May. If you work in any place that you're like at a desk or you work from home or you're a stay-at-home mom and you can't get your children out of the house, it's a hard time. But like we're lucky. We only have like two to three months that 
typically it's brutal. Like the past few years, it's been weird, but yeah, I'm hoping my mom and I were like, maybe, maybe it's just February and then spring will start at the end of February. I'm yeah. so ready. So the nice thing about it is, uh, that football's over and people are coming to church again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this know, is great entering attendance. into our, our busy season. Um, people oftentimes think that it runs like school year wise, but really it's, I mm-hmm. feel like it's January through May is kind of the, mm-hmm. the home run spots for us. Um, and so, yeah, it's been fun to kind of see, people being like, I got to get down there. I don't want to lose my seat. Yeah. I got to, you know, all like whatever's. So, um, yeah. and, and a, it was a fun series that we just finished up on, uh, a little series on resolutions and being better uh, this year than, than last year. And it was, uh, I, I got a couple of, uh, feedbacks from the message on, uh, yesterday. Cause we talked about this idea, Romans chapter six, um, uh, Paul working through being, you know, dead to sin and alive in Christ and letting go. And, and what, what is it that you need to let go of in order to embrace who you are and the identity that Christ has called you to and uh, all of this. And uh, Leah, Leah Marcus sent me, you know, Leah, um, she sent mm-hmm. me a video, a clip of The Simpsons of Homer. Um, <laughs> have you seen this? No. <laughs> um, uh, not having enough money for the vending machine. So he sticks his hand up through the vending machine to to grab to a, like steal. A, yeah, yeah. candy or coke or something like that, uh, and then gets it stuck in there. And then they have to call uh, the you know he he can't get out and he's calling everybody and they show up and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to saw his arm off is what they tell him. <laughs> and uh, right before they they saw his arm off, they're like you you are. You are letting go of the of the soda, right? <laughs> and he's like, "No, I no. want it." And then he lets go, and then he pulls his arm right through. <laughs> it was pretty classic. And had I seen it um, prior to Sunday, it probably would have been one of our clips Went to transition through. So, uh, oh, that's yeah, funny. but that's the idea is of mm-hmm. I'm I'm holding on to something that uh, is actually hurting me, and I'm I have the inability to kind of let go as a result of mm-hmm. it, or I don't want to, or. Um, had, had you heard of the, uh, the monkey catching thing, the, no. the analogy you hadn't heard no, of that? Uh-uh. Oh man. Okay. That well, was a good analogy though. Well, I mean, kind of, it, I don't think it's, I, it, does it matter if it's true or not for you? I mean, no, no, because I feel no. like it's th- just the same as the, um, butterfly and the caterpillar, you know, like I think animals yeah, are yeah, yeah, easy yeah. symbolism that we can like relate to, Sure. especially monkeys. Cause monkeys are right. smart animals. Yeah. And so. No, I thought it was a good okay. analogy. I was like, I was, I was worried because I was Googling, like, just find me one, like, Scientific American article. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. this was in the Atlantic. This was in some reputable source. New York Times did an mm-hmm. expose about this. And it was all, like, life coaching websites. And I'm like, I just, I feel weird about doing that. So I felt like I had to preface it with, uh, mm-hmm. hey, this probably isn't true. Like, save your emails to me about how, please only use analogies that are actual real life. Um, I get it. Um but anyways, that was no, and I think it's relative to, I, I don't know. I think you can think of like a lot of things in your life that are like really minuscule and then really big, like whether it's grabbing chocolate over an apple, like yeah. really minuscule and then to much bigger of like, okay, I um, am choosing to uh, read something inappropriate. Or I don't know. I can't think of an example that's bigger um, than just like what you're eating. I don't know. I think so much we think of the minuscule things that end up being big things in the New Year's resolutions of our eating, working out, all of those things. But then really it's bigger things that were a slave to our sin of things that are closer to our heart. But those little smaller things are what cover it up. Yeah. And I think it's the obviousness of the fact that we know that we should let go of it and we do, we just choose not mm-hmm. to. Um, I think back to uh, uh, my brother-in-law, 
Pete ha- had several dentist appointments lined up, mm. and uh, and had had uh, got some bad news on on that front. You know, when you delay it and you delay it, and then yes. you go in, and it's like, oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, um, do you drink a lot of soda? You know, <laughs> like one of these. And it and Pete is is very like he's fit, he's fine. It's not like he's like massively right. obese, and he's just down in the double big gulps from you know for ninety nine cents. At but like you okay. can't lie, you can't lie out your dentist like. They're like, no. no, you haven't been flossing. No, you I just started you, no, flossing two days yeah, ago. Yeah, you're bleeding profusely. <laughs> like, it's all you don't over floss daily. Please, please stop doing that. <laughs> I flossed daily the last three days before I showed yes. up. Yes. So, I mean, P had to come to grips. Like, I have to, I, I grew up, uh, you know, as, as a youth drinking Mountain Dew like crazy. Now I've got to kind of stop mm-hmm. and let this thing go. And I just, I just need to do it. And, and mm-hmm. kudos to him. Like, he did it. And I remember listening to, to him. And we, we were both like, that was our thing, man. You played Xbox, you you played Halo, you drank Mountain Dew and ate M&M's. That's, mm-hmm. That was the life. And then you realize I'm 35 now. Right. My body doesn't respond <laughs> to that very well anymore. You have to kind of go, that just doesn't work. And right. I have to let that thing go. Someone so. posted an article that reminded me of this sermon, too, about um, to young kids. It was catered to parents and how you are teaching your teenagers, like, who they're friends with. And... um I think part of that in relationships and we're doing a relationship series next too, of like a slave to a certain person or a certain something. Um, I think you can think back to in high school and, you know, college of those things that maybe you did over and over again that were hard to let go of um, because the people you were hanging out with or the situations you're putting yourself in, you can like relate bad things to certain situations. And, um, the article was just kind of talking about like associating yourself with who you want to be. Like if you want to be that person, associate yourself with those type of people, whether it's, you know, if you want to work out every day, then associate yourself with people that work out and that make that a priority. And so that just reminded me of it about trying something that, um, you may not think, that you may not think is making an impact, but it's around you all the time. And so kind of changing up those things in your life. Yeah. Uh, one of the parts of the, of the talk that I I wished I could have gone into more, I actually just cut out material, um, on it because it just, I just for sake of time, we had communion Sunday and everything else, um, is this idea of what's involved in dying to self when he says this because yes. it, it would be a common theme for Paul in his writing a lot of like why are you doing that? like mm-hmm. there's an assumptive uh language with him of don't you realize what death to sin means and that you're no longer a slave to sin and and that kind of language and I I, I as I was doing kind of the research and study on it I realized it, it what he's trying to teach is that um, in the same way, like in a law scenario where when somebody is on trial for something, uh, and maybe it's a long appeals process and in the course of the process, they pass away. Um, then the trial is basically oh. dead. Like you don't like continue to try the person right? because or a conviction can be overturned too. Yeah. Yeah. If the person that was convicted died. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's like it would be ridiculous to keep like going this route. I know that there's a sense of closure. Well, mm-hmm. let's get to the honest truth of it. But in our law system, there's for for a lot a big piece of it, um, like that is no longer a a binding thing because there's mm-hmm. nobody to punish 
for it, other than resolution of did we get to the truth and the honesty mm-hmm. uh, of what took place. I found it interesting because um, even this week, last week you brought up the Houston Astros baseball cheating scandal, mm-hmm. and uh, in, like immediately after our podcast, <laughs> right. immediately after they, they fired their fired. GM and coach, yeah. uh, like I was walking downstairs and my phone buzzed from mm-hmm. turning it back on, and uh, it, so that was interesting. Uh, and then some some things came out about just in cheating in general, they're having to kind of do it like an about face on, on just realizing right. what are we going to do with all of this? Uh, they made a declaration that the uh, exclusions from like, I think it's, I think it's Pete Rose part like that portion, but like even after they die, these resolutions are going to be binding right. for us in, in the, in the hall of fame version. So there's, you're talking about two different things. Like, are we going to honor them as a result of this? No, we're not going to, but in the court of law, like that's the the difference being like, you, they're, they're no longer, that's not like you wouldn't take a contract to somebody like a lease. Like he signed a lease agreement with me for my apartment. Right. And he right. signed a two year lease. Well, yeah, dude, but he passed away three months into it. Like, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want so us no to one's going to pay you for that lease. Yeah, you're not going to get right. paid for it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just like, that's life. Like, it's ridiculous. The ridiculous nature of it. That's mm-hmm. what Paul's trying to be like. Um, you were a slave to sin, but then when you crossed that line, when you chose to do this, and that's part of it too. I think he's trying to really highlight the um, the bigness of what all is involved in crossing a line of faith. And I think we don't get enough in probably our church. I'll, I'll mention, uh, not in our church, like East Lake particular, but I guess we'd be included in just the, the kind of the state of the church now, but like what that means to then die to that way of living. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and we talk about that in the wear love course too. And I remember when we first started talking about that, we were, there were some of us that were like, well, what is that? How, how can we like describe that? Because it's hard to describe dying to self. So yeah. what does that look like? Like, Okay, so if you're wearing love in your life, like what, how, how are you dying to self and dying unto Christ due to that? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a really abstract abstract topic that you know we can wrestle with for many parts of our faith. And I think when it comes to sin, it's one of those things that it's like you are like Paul says, you know, you're crossing that line. So then when when coming back from it, I think, oh, what was the example you gave that it's like, you want to be bad enough? Like, oh, oh, I want to wait till I'm 21 to be baptized yeah, because yeah, I want to yeah. wait. I want to do a few more things. Yeah. That and was then, the and then be completely uh, cleansed of it. And that it, that it isn't that you're never going to sin again, but to be aware of your sin and how it continually impacts your life. Yeah. If you continue the cross line, cross line, cross line, cross line, it's going to be much harder to get back over. Yeah. And they would then incorporate like a, a form of excommunication. If you just mm-hmm. continue to do this and be like, obviously you don't care about this. Like their, 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 uh, expectations for it, especially back then fourth century Christianity, um, was a was a bigger deal than it is now. It's almost like for us, it's like, hey, just you know, believe what you want to believe, and mm-hmm. if you you do this, then you right. know, keep coming to East Lake or keep showing up on Sundays, and that's enough. And for them, it was like, hey, set the bar really high, and then challenge people like, hey, this might not be what you want to do because mm-hmm. there's a lot involved in this, right? Right. And I think that people can can respond well to that and, and do and are looking for those things in life sometimes. Um, about I don't want it to be easy. I want it to be hard. And and then I want it to be something that when I do 
cross this line of faith and I have to learn what it means to die to some things that I really, really enjoy doing mm-hmm. and, and I like and I don't see anything wrong with it. Or, you know, my personal right. conscience is this way and I know scripture teaches this, but like I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that there's a, there's an, uh, an element of, um, uh, uh, that we we like the idea of a challenge, in, in, and we don't. We don't. <laughs> right. We don't like discipline, but we know we're better for it as a result of it. I, yeah, I and we've done that, that boundary series sense. before that I've gone back on, and I think about a lot of that. Like, you always you make fun of the person that has the boundaries that says, "Hey, I I can't go out tonight. Um, I'm not drinking for the month of January or whatever. Right? Or I'm not drinking on weekdays, whatever." And so they're, you know, uh, whatever, you can't come out. But then the person that has no boundaries and it like does something really dumb when they're drinking, you're like, oh, you should have been. Yeah. You, then that, we chastise them like yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. You know, like someone gets sadly gets a DUI or something like that. Yeah. You're, you want to say like, hey, you should have had boundaries. But there was probably numerous people that were like, dude, come out. Like, right. just it's just one beer. It's just, you know, one yeah. night. And I think the boundaries have a lot to say with that and then kind of coordinate with the new year's resolution and how boundaries can help like, you know, get back over that line of sin and not feel like you're getting so far behind. Here's where I think churches have gone the wrong direction of saying to them, Hey, the bar is really high and forcing people into it right away Mm -hmm. and, and not allowing people enough space and a long, a long runway to be like, is this something that you really want to do? And the grace for, for them to realize it, not to be told. Exactly. Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Yes. In return, like you want your kids to realize like, Hey, when you, you know, are mean, whatever, if you smack your sister or brother, that makes them sad. And you want them to see that, not just you be punishing, 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 punishing all the time. You want your kid to have autonomy and realize it themselves. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and the, the church has, the church historically has often taken up the, the role of discipliner mm-hmm. as well and uh, ignored the verses where it's like, you know, vengeance is mine, say it the Lord, <laughs> right. right? Like, right. Hey, I, I got it. Like I'm big enough. I and don't, then I don't there's really the people think, in the so. church that have the same sin. Like, you know, yeah, they're, they're yeah, doing yeah. the, the hypocriticalness sure. of it. And then that's what pushes people away. Cause they're yes. like, uh, same we're, we're on the same token, but here you are standing over me yeah. and just to have it look at it a different way and be like, Hey, we're all in this together. We're all like Paul. We all like struggle just like the rest of us. Dying to self is a massive endeavor. It takes your entire life to learn what it means to follow in the line Mm -hmm. of of Jesus. You should really, really take that decision seriously and, and think about, and, you know, and use at, uh, and, and hopefully find a safe enough place to have a long and hopefully he's like that for you, but a long enough runway to, to figure this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff out along the way and and decide for yourself if this mm-hmm. is what I want to if this is the pattern that I want to do yep. is this what I, the teaching that I want to as he says in the thing the pattern that I've associated with my life or and I've learned and moved along with so anyways I just thought that that was interesting stuff mm-hmm. and uh didn't I, I wasn't sure that it would come up as much as it did originally I had uh gone just a smattering of a few verses more balance between Romans and Corinthians but then as I was kind of finalizing prep for it, I was like, eh, I'm going to like breeze through the first Corinthians part right. and really dive into the Romans six, which I, I don't, uh, yeah, Romans is tough. So didn't really think about that, <laughs> right. but, um, <laughs> it's convicting. Anything sure. else that came up on your notes? Um, actually, um, the, Oh, the connection with last week with Jerry of like, if it's a good thing, make it a God thing. 
And then, so here we are talking about sin and bad and all of these things like, okay, so, you know, and it's kind of part of my say something interesting of like, how do we um, take something that's good, say social media or something that can turn into a sin, like look at those things and like, how can you evaluate your life and make those things um, a good thing and make it a God thing? So if it's social media and you're on it all the time when you're around your kids, how can you you know, change that and evaluate how you use social media for good or how it can impact your life in a different way, not a sinful way and not a, um, not pulling from your life, but you're going to gain from it. So just kind of that, I, um, stuck with me what Jerry had said. And so kind of connecting it to that. Yep. Good. Well, uh, that was the conclusion of that series. Uh, Mm -hmm. next week we start a new series called Greener Pastures, um, a series on, uh, life post divorce breakups and all of those things that your mom was right about when she's talked about him or her. Um, basically, hope and disappointment and kind of where we trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyways, and it's uh, the, should be fun. Yep, it's Valentine's Day, the the month of love. Oh, so man. it's always good I didn't to even do make it. that connection. Oh really? Yeah, no, it works for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like no, this is gonna be I think everyone, everyone can always and benefit. I think Valentine's Day is a Friday this year. Ooh, which actually like great makes for sense. teachers. Teachers that. Makes it great for everybody. Like, when woo-hoo. Valentine's Day is on like a Tuesday, it's, a crazy, it's stupid. Kids are nuts. Like of all the holidays, kids are nuts on Valentine's Day. I think it's just because they love getting all the little ki- I don't think it has anything to do with the actual holiday. It's the, like the boxes and the candy. and the, yeah. But yeah, they're nuts. So any teachers that are listening are probably pumped that it's a Friday. But, yeah. Yeah, it's a good series. I think everyone can gain from relationship series, um, whether you're married, single, divorced, all of those um, titles that you want or don't want i think we all benefit from relationship series yeah so good stuff are you watching the bachelor right now i don't we don't have the we have like so many shows that are on our like yeah so no i don't but i do listen to the podcast i'm a friend of the the show so yeah i'm a whatever best friend so i listen to their recaps and fully enjoy it so i i really enjoyed their last last year or the last bachelor, whatever, Hannah, I think her name was just because yeah. I like, I miss the South a lot. So I like little oh, Southern, she was very South. Yeah. So I like little, little Southern references. Last night's like episode was good, but in the last two minutes, they dropped an absolute bomb that oh. I just wanted to talk about. But it's, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if you're not, if you're not familiar, I guess you could flip forward an extra 30 seconds or so. Yeah, no, but drop there's it. a, a top four character for us. Like, you know, you, you have like, yes, the, here's who I think is probably going to totally you know, be a part of the, uh, sex auditions at the end or whatever. Um, and I think, uh, that one of them is a girl named Victoria F. Um, she, uh, uh, she w- was on the. She did the runway. If you're if you're watching the show, she was one of the the runner up for the runway uh, thing last episode. Anywho, at the very end of this episode, they said, "Here's what's coming up next week," and they showed a, a single date and then a group date and then a, another alone date, a single date with Victoria F. and then and Peter the Bachelor, uh, and they go and they get all. Get, get all westerned up again. They did a little western. Oh, they went gosh. to a l- line dancing bar this episode. I'm sure my <laughs> sister, who's a massive line dancer, just like he went up like multiple points in her book as a result of it. They go in, they get the the, the private concert like mm-hmm. they always do, and and then the the the, uh, the contestants are always like they always know who this is because they've been fed from the producers. Right. Oh my gosh, Kenny Styles! Yeah. I love Kenny Styles. Yeah, and you're like you didn't even you know didn't who know that who he was. was. Yeah. She definitely knew who it was. 
She walks in, sees the guy playing. The guy, the performer, gives an awkward smile, and Victoria F's eyes get so real like big. it's like a past like ex of hers. You find out <laughs> r- afterwards. She's like, I dated him for a while. They totally did that. Oh my gosh! Oh. The producers sneaky, are hitting sneaky, batting sneaky. a thousand right now <laughs> on this. I cannot wait until And it Monday. actually looked like the singer was shocked. Not shocked. He knew it was Oh, happening. he knew, but she looked shocked. She looked shocked. Oh, too good. It's an ex-boyfriend on, on the stage. Can you stream The Bachelor? Is it on know. any of the streaming? You shouldn't. Don't waste your oh, okay. time. Okay, yeah. But I don't I don't think Alex would have. He would. We, oh, yeah. I was we dying. Fight, we fight enough over what show we're going to I like <laughs> fell out of the couch. <laughs> like, can you imagine being that person being no. like, you all are trying to screw me here. That's oh. what's happening. This is oh, this is Oh, horrible. well, I mean, famous exes, the whole Brad and Jennifer Aniston all in the news. That's what I was paying attention to because oh. they were at the awards together. And, oh, were they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, I missed it. And they like both got an award and they were backstage watching each other and they oh, touched each sure. other's hands. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> all the things yeah, were she upset. watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She yeah. saw him on the rooftop without a shirt on. <laughs> he She's was like, funny, though, in his acceptance right. speech. He goes, yeah, I think I'm going to put this award on my Tinder profile. He, like, made fun of himself for being single and everyone being obsessed with his life. I'm sure he's just like, how do I, I can't win. I, how old do you think he is? I think he's 50. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Someone on the radio was like, it's like my parents getting back together. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, They've got to be around. Yeah. She just turned 50. Jennifer Aniston did. So they got to be around that. Come on, man. (laughs) Too good. They they look great for 50. I I, do. I I want to look like that. I'm operating out of jealousy more than anything else. So whatever. But. Well, we can transition. I have my um, say something interesting. Um, I was laughing after I looked it up. I bought this book last year, so I haven't even read it, but it's the TechWise family. And it's just a book of like kind of looking at our digital resources and how can we use them wisely with our kids. And um, I have a lot of friends that work from home and work from online social media. And I know they put a lot of boundaries in place. And so just I know one of the things that he says is um, cars are for conversation. So like it's so tempting, especially I mean, totally me. Like if I get in the car and Alex is driving, I'm like, cool, I get a moment. I get a second. But like to use that time for conversations with your kids and not have everyone instantly be on your phone, especially with older kids, it's easy to say, oh, and like the dinner table and things like that. So just kind of seeing those boundaries that can be put in place. So I'll read it and then report back and then. If anyone Ooh. wants to read it, I'll leave it up here. Cars are for conversation. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tough, That's right? hard. Yeah. Ugh. Because especially as a parent, you're like, oh, I need a second. Yeah. And yeah. But then if you have older kids and everyone's looking at their phones, you want to be like, come on, pay attention. Like, d- you know, talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And so what is that? You know, and I think it's more like the day-to-day stuff, not like the long travel trips and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. But so I'll see I'll see if we Does can implement anything. If your kids are under six and you just right. <laughs> don't want to talk to them. Well, now right? is Clive rear facing still, or is he front no, facing? No, I don't know if he. No, he's rear, he's he's. He front can facing. see you now. Yeah. yeah. So Kinsley can see me now too. Yeah. She. So it's a whole new ball game. She can see what you're eating. She can yeah. see what you're drinking. All the. So. Do you I, still? Fi- are you? Do you filter your podcasts? Based on if she's I listen, I have AirPods in a lot. Oh, that, do you? Okay. Which is awful. Oh, like, I'll be like worst. playing with her and I have one in my ear. Yeah. And you're not doing um, She loves my AirPods, though. So she doesn't always let me do that. Um, I don't play, 
Yeah, I filter like um, I listen to one. Because she's only two, so she wouldn't understand. Yeah, I listen to one called Death, Sex, and Money a lot. I listen to that weekly, and it's just um, on a lot of different topics. They interview a lot of different people, um, and that always has things that I wouldn't want. Because she is a sponge. She actually reminds me a lot of London when she was little. She's like an expert eavesdropper. Like yeah. we'll like we'll be like we spelled donut. You heard us, and we spelled it D O N U T, and you heard us. Yeah, yeah. And so she's already at the point where she can like hear what we're saying, and so we have to watch what what's on the TV, what she's hearing, all of those things. Yeah, I I have some podcasts that um I some of them I know I can't listen to it with the kids in the car. Mm-hmm. Some of them I don't even I I don't think there's anything wrong with it until they're in the car and they're listening, uh, and then I'm like, ooh, yeah, forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Can't listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to change that. Right. I know. So. Um. But, and obviously with London, that's been like that for a while. With the twins, I'm being more aware of it. Clive just gets everything. Right. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not a sponge yet. So I think we're all right. But yeah. So if anyone, after I'm done with it, you can come borrow it. Like yeah, tech, and I've tech got a, wise family. By, I've got a copy as well cool. uh, by Andy Crouch. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, several good books uh, that have turned into series that we've done here at the church. Oh, awesome! Um, and even that one, I can't remember what the name of the series was, but I, I based some stuff off of that. Yeah. So you might read it and be like, "Hey, I remember this." I thought Brent was original. In this <laughs> and he's just a thief. No. That's all it is. So, um, and it's a short read. It's really like small and great. Yep. And good. And it's, I like you said, with more and more people figuring out work from home options and things. Uh, that is a brand new world that does require totally. evaluation of what, where are the boundaries between this is me working and this is me in entertainment mode. Right. And then how do I shut that off mm-hmm. and be clear on that? That is something we got to figure out. Definitely. So, all right. Mine has to do with, do you remember a, a, a rapper named Akon? Um, no, kind of. Back that in sounds 2006, familiar. he... I graduated from high school then, yeah, so, so, yeah. This is, like, yeah, right up your my, wheelhouse. My... He uh, came out with an album called Convicted. Okay. Um, and he did a mashup with um, Eminem. Okay, I was um, wondering if it was going to have to do with um, Eminem's oh. new album, too. Oh. Okay, oh. so no? No, it doesn't, oh, okay. but did, did okay. you listen to it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> It's really, really harsh. He is so freaking talented. Yeah. He's one of the most entertaining totally. rappers. The, the album is called Songs to Be Murdered By, the new yeah. one that just dropped. And uh, I, I don't know enough to be like, oh, this song's great or not good or whatever, because um, I haven't listened to it enough. But man, he's still producing after all these years, I know. man. Because I, I looked at it and been like, I know who Akon is, and his last successful album was 2006. Right. And, and it's because of Eminem. Yeah. And probably because right. of him, you know, and Akon now has enough money as a result of that <laughs> single album. And I mean, he's done right. some other stuff since then, but not really. Right. Yeah. Um, to, you know how people like purchase islands and then they own an <laughs> island. He didn't yeah. purchase an island. He purchased land in Senegal, oh. in Africa, and he is building his own city in Africa. Um, oh, fascinating. That is going to be uh, called, hold on, let me, let me uh, pull it up. Uh, Akon City. Yep, Akon City is what it's called. And uh, it's going to have its own cryptocurrency called Acoin. Is it at least some somewhat helpful to other people? Well, so here's my th- he- here's my thing. Like, if you're gonna do this, like let's yeah. let's be let's have all these creative ideas right. and do them in places like 
Africa where they could probably use some influx of all this money that you have. If you want to re- recklessly spend money, let's do it in a community that could actually right. <laughs> use it potentially. Yes. I mean, it has it yeah. has various ways that it could go awry. Uh, but uh, he wants to – it's in West Africa, and it will be, quote, unquote, for him, a real-life Wakanda, which is the a reference to uh, Black Panther, and it runs – yeah, it hmm. runs entirely on Acoin. And uh, anyways, uh, just interesting. Huh. I, uh, I'll have to look We'll that have to see how that kind of plays out. But um, yeah. if you're a rapper and, to, and you had one massive hit in 2016 <laughs> and that is enough for you to buy and a make city. your own land, imagine <laughs> what like uh, J-Lo and what kind of money is involved in all of these people who have been producing albums for over and over how and over. Because over have. Christmas break, I saw uh, that um, – uh, oh, my gosh – Beatles, what's his name? Not John Lennon, the other guy. Paul McCartney. Oh. Paul McCartney um, still gets royalties for Crazy. that song, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. You know how much he makes every year? Did I already talk about no, this? No, how much? $400,000 in royalties a Just year from that, from that one song. It's Bonkers, insane. yo. Yeah. Got into the wrong industry. Right. <laughs> That's we don't get new royalties when people play this podcast. No, none. <laughs> we don't even have commercials, guys. This is costing us. Yes. Mallory, Mallory finds her own babysitters so that we can do this. Yeah, my mom goes, now what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're recording yeah, the well, podcast. I don't, just, don't ask about it. And, and you shouldn't listen to it. There's some things I talk about. Sex I life talked about you. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It's not safe for no, kids. No, actually, my mom's a listener of the talks. She always likes going back and listening to the talks. Oh, so too she's nice. She's a good listener. Too kind. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think that'll do it for this week's yeah. episode. We Make are sure. hosting, uh, we, uh, Stephanie, I, I, oh, I, yes, I, yes, I don't yes. want to assume Murder that I've done anything for this because I have not yet. Um, I will be uh, participating that evening, but uh, a murder mystery night. So if you're looking for a great, fun date night, we got mm-hmm. childcare covered, uh, come out, it's 10 bucks, and it all the money goes to Union Gospel yeah. Mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've never been a part of a fun murder mystery, it's they're more like social than anything mm-hmm. else, right? Let's come, let's hang out, let's have And you can time. also bring canned goods for UGM too. Canned goods and we'll we'll take them down to the their uh their supply store there where they help out they're doing awesome things in our community yeah. i've not been down to the i was just gonna shelter. say a little um psa for them it's a great new it's right in east pasco by kind of by the farmer's market um super easy drive through whenever anyone asks like oh where should i donate i say ugm because they're right out there and you get to interact with clients too so they will unload your car for you and it's a good way to just get to know someone too and make it feel a little less like you versus them um you can talk to their clients and um super easy to drop stuff off and you can drop anything off like furniture canned goods um, clothing, toys, all of those things um, at UGM. So. That's awesome. Uh, so Friday night right here at the theater. I'm looking for the time right now. I, I have 6 o'clock. Does that sound right I to you? I think so. Okay. Six. Um, uh, and- but that's in my personal calendar. So like maybe maybe check the email mm-hmm. or check the group's website um, just to make sure. Don't show – you know, if yeah. it's at 7, I'd hate for you to get here in er- an hour <laughs> yeah. early. Uh, but uh, – It'll be it'll be a fun be night. A fun time. I'd love to have you come out for that. Yep. And uh, we start the new series on Sunday. Hopefully, you can be here for that. Nine thirty and eleven at the Uptown Theater. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, we'll thanks for listening. Later.